Welcome to a life-transforming experience with the Word of God from Bishop Napoleon Asian. Napoleon Asian is the son of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the head of the LCI Mission in Cape Town, South Africa. With about 20 years experience in ministry, Bishop Napoleon Asian has been actively involved with the work of God in Ghana, UK, and now a missionary in South Africa. He stands with his father in the ministry, teaching and emphasizing his word with extraordinary grace and faith. Join us now as he delivers the word of God under the anointing. Hallelujah. This is your portion. This is the prophecy for 2020. As I said this is your prophecy for 2020. 2020, God is going to turn around. Whatever made you cry in 2019 is going to cause you to dance. I say it's going to cause you to dance. You will give your own testimony and you will be laughing. Things that has made you cry in time past this year you will laugh about it. You will tell people, "Do you know that I used to borrow before I could eat?" <laughs> Hallelujah. And how is God going to do this? How is God going to do this? We see it in Proverbs chapter 3 verse number 5 and 6. Can we see Proverbs chapter 3 5 and 6? That's the prayer we are praying. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. Hallelujah. This year we are going to acknowledge the Lord and I want you to begin the year by praying. This year we want to commit. Hello. We want to pray the Lord take care of our journeys, our business, our health, our school, our marriage, our children. We want to acknowledge the Lord. Is it sometimes it looks like when it's difficult that you don't know what to do. That is when you call God. No. But even the things that you know how to go about it you still need to commit it into the hands of God. Hallelujah. I need you to lift your two hands and begin to pray. He turned my morning into dancing. Lord oh God in the name of Jesus. 2020 he will turn your morning into dancing. If you commit all your ways into his hands, if you acknowledge him, if you will not depend on your own understanding. Oh yes Lord. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Mashika balaba. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all, in all, in all your ways acknowledge him. Begin to pray. Commit your commit your very life commit your very ways commit your business commit your traveling commit your education commit your health commit your business i don't know what you want to do in 2020 but somebody lift your hand and begin to call on him and tell him lord i commit uh, hey from this morning until the end of 2020 is in your hands my going out and my coming in what i will eat and what i will wear where i will go where i will sleep what i will do the cause uh, hey as i'm talking 
you have applied uh, for school you don't know even the course whether you will be accepted or not but commit it into the hands of God hey, your admission will come your admission will come through him your bursary will come through him yes it is true you have applied but you don't know how you will pay for the fees go ahead and commit it Tell him, Lord, hey, ya bando roka batakataya, mantoli mama tote le batota. Hey, we acknowledge you in 2020. Our ways, Lord, hey, ya balabalababa, our plans, Lord, our aspirations, hey, they are in your hands, Lord of God, mando le matata, mando robokata bande le maha. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge you hey, in our business. We acknowledge you in our schooling. We acknowledge you in our exams. We acknowledge you in the choosing. Hey, our relationship in the raising of our children. Hey, in our marriage. In our marriage. In our marriage. In the raising of our children. Hey, in the choice uh, of our friendships, uh, hey, go ahead, go ahead, pray, pray like you mean it. We acknowledge you, Lord. He turned my morning into dancing. As somebody, you are putting off the sackcloth, whatever you have been known by. The unfortunate stories about you is changing this year. Hey, the ridicule will not continue. The confusion is ending. Hey, this year will be uh, the year you've been waiting for. He turned my morning into dancing. He turned my morning into dancing. Mashande, limahande. Oh, yes, Lord. Maya talabalaba, libababa. Moshando rundili bibi. Maya tabariando, rundili bibi. Lift your hands and call on him and say, Pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. Oh, as you are calling, as this year you are making people successful, don't pass me by, don't pass me by, pass me not, oh God, uh, my Savior. As you are healing others, oh, I am here for my healing. As you are blessing others, I am here for my blessing. As you are promoting, you are anointing others, I am here. Oh, don't pass me by, don't pass me by, don't pass me by. Lift your hands and sing it to the Lord. Maya is your prayer. Sing it. Pass me not, O gentle sea. Oh, yes, sing it. Wow, not this thou are calling. This year, certainly, some people will be promoted, some people will be anointed, some people will be married, some people will be blessed, some people will buy cars, some people will travel, some people will be successful. May the Lord not pass you by. Lift your hands and say, Oh, yes, pass me not long. 
Mayataya Baraba. Hear my humble prayer. Hear my humble prayer. Oh, yes, Lord. Wow, Nades. Why on others you are calling? Why you are promoting others? Why you are blessing others? Why others are being proposed to? Why others are being chosen? Why others are being anointed? Why others are being appointed? Why others are being selected? Lord of God, don't pass me by. Hey, hear my humble prayer. I cry out to you from the ends of the world. From the ends of the world. Lord, let your ears be attentive unto our prayer. We commit our ways. We commit our lives. Hey! Oh! you have for us let it come to pass lord we commit our very lives our health lord our business our traveling our journeys we commit it unto your hands turn oh god our morning into dancing what we thought that is going to be permanent lord change it lord what we have been known for and what we have been called for many have called us by our our disease the names of our disease the woman with the issue of blood. Blind Bartimaeus. Lord, let it change. This year, turn our morning into dancing again. Let everybody acknowledge that you have done this. Lord, this morning we commit ourselves unto your hands. We say, have your way and let your will be done. We bless your name, Holy Spirit of God. We welcome you in a special way. Grant us understanding hearts. May our lives not be the same because we came. We thank you and we bless you. In Jesus' mighty name. And all the saints shall shout and say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Somebody put your hands together and give the Lord a shout. Please be seated in heavenly places. Well, you are all welcome to 2020. I'm seeing some people for the very first time in the year 2020. The last time I saw you was last year. Some people, I saw them last two years. Pattern, are you here for the first time? This is your first time in many years. What a shock. But you are welcome. Amen. And you also, you are welcome. Hallelujah. 2020, 2020. Is the year we've been waiting for. Amen. And this year has been declared by our founder and father as the year of the shepherd. Hallelujah. Oh, I tell you, put your hands together. It's the year of the shepherd. Amen. And last week, we noticed something. If you can, please turn your Bibles with me. 
to Matthew chapter 9, verse number 36. Matthew chapter 9, verse 36. Are you there? Okay. Can we read together one? Go. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Hallelujah. So this year is the year of the shepherd. And last week we noticed, what, who is a shepherd and what is a shepherd? We noticed that a shepherd is a okay, caring, loving guide with solutions. Hallelujah. So this year you are going to be caring. Tell somebody, I'm going to be loving. And I'm going to guide some people. And I'm going to bring solution to so many people. Hallelujah. So it's the year of the shepherd. And Jesus said, when he saw the multitude, you see, some people, when they see people, they see passengers. Hello? If you're a taxi driver, you see people, they will stop where they don't need to stop because they've seen passengers. Doctors, when they see people, they see patients. Okay? When uh, bankers see people, they see clients. So many people, when they see you, different things occur to them. But Jesus, when he saw people, he did not see customers, he did not see uh, clients, he, did, he, he saw souls that were about to faint and scatter because there was no shepherd. So the absence, we thank God for the fivefold ministry, we thank God for the apostles, for the prophets, for the evangelists, for the, uh, what do you call it, uh, teachers. You see, but it looks as though even if you are a prophet, they call you a pastor. There are different ministries. An apostle is different from a prophet, and is different from an evangelist, and is different from a pastor, and is also different from a teacher. Hallelujah. But the Bible did not say that the people, people perish or they scatter because of the absence of an apostle or a prophet. or a, No. He said the people faint and they scatter because there is no shepherd. And a shepherd is the word poor man. And it's the word that is translated pastor. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So this morning I'm going to share with you why you can be a shepherd. I'm going to share with you why you can be a shepherd. God expects you to be a shepherd. Amen. Because there are so many people who are going to scatter. There are so many people who are going to faint. They are going to be uh, hustling. They are going to be embarrassed and they are going to destroy their life if you don't become the shepherd that God wants you to be. Amen. Amen. A shepherd causes people to gather. Hallelujah. So God in his wisdom, when he became, when God became a man, he did not come as an accountant. He did not come as a lawyer. Mind you, in their days, there were lawyers. Paul was a lawyer. Luke was a doctor. Matthew was an accountant. Are you here? So he could have become, and as for, uh, uh, what do you call it, secretaries and 
there were a lot of scribes and other people over there. But Jesus came as a shepherd. He introduced himself as the good shepherd. Hallelujah. So it's something that we need to think about. That if God became a man. Hello? If God became a man and he chose to be a shepherd. There must be something to this shepherdorial work that you need to find out. Hallelujah. So God expects all of us. Everyone here. God expects you. This year is the year of the shepherd. You will be surprised that your life will change. You'll be surprised that problems that you have had all your life, it will change this year. Amen. Amen. Because when you become a shepherd, you will, you see, often when you call somebody that you don't know, it goes through the uh, switchboard and the secretary will have to let you talk to the person or not. But when you have a relationship with a person, you may have the person's personal number. So your course may not be rooted through a switchboard. Are you here? The reason why Jesus had 100% answers, whatever he asked the father, even dead people were raised, was because he had personal contact with God. A shepherd is a representative of God for some people. You are like an ambassador. The ambassador of uh, South Africa in any country can commit the president. Are you here? When you become a, a shepherd, you have become a representative of God for somebody, for some people. What God will have, would have done for the people, you are going to be in place of God and do for. So God deals with you differently from people who are not acting on his behalf. How many understand what I'm talking about? Yeah, so this year, believe God. Believe God to become somebody who will care, okay, who will love, and who will guide somebody. Some people are about to take decisions. You may know far better that you can just advise them. That is all it takes. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah, that's what it takes to be a shepherd. So, uh, I need you to say to yourself that you are going to be a shepherd. Amen. Because that is what the Bible says and what God wants you. The Bible says many are called, but a few are chosen. Amen. Turn your Bibles, if you can, to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 11 and 12. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12. Bible says, okay, and he gave some, what, apostles, and some prophets, and some evangelists, and some pastors, and what, teachers, verse 12, for the perfecting of the saints, for the, what, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So, Bible said that he gave some apostles, that's what we use our Fingers for the apostles are like the thumb that can touch all. And some prophet, the prophet is the one that says, that says the Lord. And the tall one is the evangelist going to all the villages and all the corners. Is that not it? And the pastor, the shepherd, is the one who loves and cares and guides. All the others, they may or may not. <laughs> I'm preaching. 
all the others, they may or may not. You can see a prophet. He wants to look very good. He can even describe your sins so that you can fault. I'm telling you, when you see a prophet who does not have, who is not a shepherd, he does not care about disgracing you so that you come out. But when a very good prophet has a pastor's heart, he doesn't declare some way prophecies into the uh, microphone for everybody to know that you, you, you woke up this morning from a wrong bed. <laughs> I'm preaching. So, those of you who want to be prophets, I pray for you, become a shepherd before. Because if you are not a shepherd and you become a prophet, look, you will kill people. You will disgrace people. You will embarrass people. You will, I'm telling you, the best prophets are shepherds. Hallelujah. Are you becoming a shepherd? Yeah. So, Bible says that he gave some, he gave some what? Apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers. Hallelujah. And he says, for what? Perfecting of the saints for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So when you read this text, the normal interpretation that people get, you can see where the comments are. It looks as though God gave these special ministries, the apostle, the prophet, the evangelists, the pastor and teachers. It looks as though God gave it for three purposes. How many can see that? It looks as though God gave it first for perfecting the saints, two, for work of the ministry, and three, edifying of the body of Christ. That is true. But those who interpreted the Bible, those who wrote the Bible, they introduced uh, uh, punctuations, commas, where there was not supposed to be commas. So it gives it a, a different meaning when you remove the comments from there. This scripture is what has taken this church. This church, Lighthouse Chapel International, First Love, is, everything is based on this scripture. Being in, uh, what do you call it, over 90 countries, more than 4,000 churches and counting. This is the scripture. The right interpretation of this scripture is what has moved us. Hallelujah. So if you are a member of this church, you, you, you cannot afford not to know this scripture and its right interpretation. Amen. Amen. By removing the comments that are in verse 12. Hello. When we remove the comments from verse 12, what do we have? So it will look like he gave some what? Apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. In other words, hello? In other words, the special giftings, the apostle, the prophet that God gave, he gave it for perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Are you there? There's no comma there. In other words, ordinary saints... Hello? Ordinary saints. Ordinary saints are supposed to be perfected to do the work of the ministry so that the body of Christ will be edified. 
Put your hands together. Hallelujah. How many are understanding? Yeah. You see, it's different from it's different from saying that all these five ministry is given for three reasons. One, to perfect the saints. Now, when the saints are perfected, it's like it has ended. Two, for the work of the ministry. And three, for a di- no, they are not individual points. They are one sentence. Are you here? For instance, listen to you did not go to school. It's like you went to school or you were taught in school hmm? so that you'll be able to read. So that, too, you'll be able to write. So that you will work and you make money. No, you went to school to be able to read and write and work so that you... Do you understand? It's, going to school fulfills all is, is one. Are you here? You did not just go to school to read. Some of you, if it was just reading, you would have stopped grade 3. Or grade 5. Because you, were, you could read. Or grade 7. Are you here? Yeah, but you notice that even some of you have degrees, but you notice that it has not gotten to where you can use it for the work. Do you understand? So the education, you are going to school. Okay? You are being perfected as a, 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 a student. To do a work so that your life will be edified or you become beautiful. Is that not it? Yeah, so the five giftings, the apostles, the pastors, the teachers, that is why it's an unfortunate thing. It is very unfortunate thing that has happened to the church when pastors want to keep the call of God to themselves as though nobody can do the work of God. But God gave the special ministries. You think about it. God has seven plus, almost eight billion people going to hell. Will he choose only? If you come to this church, for instance, how many pastors, how many apostles, how many prophets do we have here? So if I am the only one who is supposed to do the work, I will pray alone. Hmm? I will visit alone. I will counsel alone. I will have to interact with you alone. By the time I finish, I mean, listening to 10 people's problem. It will, and you see, there is a way that you cannot help somebody. Sometimes somebody is talking to you, but the person can see that you are not patient. Sometimes the problem is even solved by patiently listening to the person. Sometimes the problem is not, there is no problem there's no problem, but the, he, he, the person just wants to be heard. Or the person needs a shoulder to cry on. He's been crying alone on the pillow for some time. Now you need somebody to cry on. That is a shepherd. Just to be there and say, eh, oh, wow. Oh, really? Eh, oh, is that what happened? Oh, this is very unfortunate. Oh, so what happened? Oh, no. Oh, ah. Is oh, I'm so that is all the person needs to be well. Is that not what you need sometimes? It's peace. Yeah, sometimes you know that the thing there's no solution, or the thing is already spot. Do you understand? You have filled the exams. We can't write the exams. We can't write the exams for you in the church. Do you understand? But when you tell your pastor, oh, really? 
this is what happened. Oh, no. Oh, this is unfortunate. 49. And they, oh, no. Oh, no. Ah. But you know what? It's not, it's not only you. I also once filled an exams. And it was this exams when I was going to do it that I met somebody who connected it to my... Then you begin. So, so maybe this exam that you, you may not even know what will come out of it. Maybe there's somebody who would have met at a workplace who will lead you astray. So just do it. We all, look, failure is not the end of your life. It's part of life. Yeah, you need to take it. You don't need to be worried. You even had 49. Some people fail with 18%. You see? Then you, you just tell the person, do you know that there are more than 44 people who fill this same paper? This, the person suddenly become encouraged. Oh, uh, I'm not alone. At least there are 44 more people in addition to me. Hallelujah. Suddenly the person becomes happy. So the Bible is saying to us, okay, now some people may not know who a saint is. A saint is anyone who is born again. Anyone who is in Christ, when you come to Christ, you are called a saint. Hallelujah. Are you here? Yeah, when you are in Christ, you are called a saint. You don't need to... When I was much younger, I thought that you have to die before you become a saint. Because I saw uh, St. Saint, Saint Thomas, St. Andrew's Church. There were a lot of saint things. So I thought that, hey, for you to be a saint, you need to die. But when you read the Bible, you notice that, no, a saint is not somebody who is dead. A saint is somebody who is in Christ. Hallelujah. Are you here? Are you going to be a shepherd? Hello? Are you going to be a shepherd? It's needed. Shepherds are needed. So Romans chapter 1 verse 7. Bible says to all that be in Rome, beloved of God, called to be saints. So when you are called, are you here? You are saints. When you are called. And the most important thing, how many remember the day you got born again? Yeah. The day you got born again. Did you see a vision before you got born again? Did you have a dream? What happened? You had a conviction. There was a conviction of the reality of who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Yeah, that is the call. Whatever you felt or whatever you thought, the conviction, that made you born again. That is the call. Amen. Yeah, and that is the call to be a saint. So anyone who is born again is a saint. And the Bible says that he gave some apostles, some prophets, and uh, evangelists, and pastors, and teachers. For what? Perfecting the saints. So, listen to me. My duty towards you as a pastor is that I need to perfect you in the things of God. So, it will be very wrong on your part not to come to church with a notebook and a pen. It would be very wrong that you don't have a Bible. Amen. Amen. Pastors are confused. They don't know what their duties are. If you read uh, Jeremiah chapter 3 verse number 15. Jeremy chapter 3 verse 15. Look at this. What does the Bible say? God says, and I will give you pastors, shepherds, 
after my own heart. And what will they do? They shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. And in, in Ephesians, he says that these pastors, okay, the same feeding with knowledge and understanding. In other words, can I tell you something? Can you keep a secret? Bible says that those who, the pastors who are after God's own hearts, when they preach, when they teach, you are fed with knowledge and understanding. Amen. In other words, it's not every pastor who is after God's own heart. In other words, it's not every prophet who is after God's own heart. How many have some dresses that you even use it to clean your shoes? And how many have some dresses that are still in the rubber? When you wear it, when you go, you fold it back into the... How many? It's a dress after your own heart. Those dresses and those shoes and those necklaces, you don't just put it anywhere. You even know where it is. How many understand? There are shoes that when somebody says, oh, I need a shoe, you give. But there is a shoe that you don't give. Even you, when you wear it, you walk gently with it. Because it's a shoe after your heart. Put your hands together. Am I saying the truth? So, can I tell you something? A pastor after God's heart is the pastor when he preaches knowledge. There's a transfer of knowledge. Understanding come. You move from unknown to known. It's not a pastor when he finished preaching, you are confused. They say, he's deep. He's very deep. He's so deep that you did not understand. But look at the good pastor, the good shepherd, Jesus. He taught and children understood. Wow. Nozipo, it's good to see you. You are welcome. When you look at the good shepherd, he preached children. Children at the age of seven. Everybody, up to now, we remember the stories of Jesus. Hallelujah. And he is the good shepherd. So a pastor who preaches and when you leave, you have forgotten what it was about. is not a good pastor. It's not a pastor after God's own heart. It's not, I'm telling you, today in the churches, something else has come. When people don't understand what is preached, that's what they like. It's like, wow, it was deep. Deep stuff. I can preach some deep things. I can, I can begin to talk about the, the, the broomstick of Jehu. Or the, the, the importance of Aaron's beard. Then it looks like deep things. In our day, pastors, most pastors don't even preach the word of God. They are just explaining English words. God is going to facilitate, is going to amputate, is going to uh, 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 hey, necessitate it. It's like ramming wetto. He is going to resuscitate, is going to uh, facilitate, accelerate uh, all the takes. He's going to amputate your enemies. He's going to facilitate your... He's going to anointate. He's going... Hey! And, and these are the ones when you feel say it's very deep. It's very deep. It's very deep. They say, go deeper. I'm going deeper. 
God is going to amputate. He's going to. Hey, they have laced the teeth. But Bible says, God shepherds after His own heart. When they finish preaching, you need you begin to say that I came to church. I did not know this. Now I know. I came to church. I did not understand this. Now I understand. I see you being that kind of shepherd. You be that kind of pastor. You be that kind of leader. In the name of Jesus. That is the shepherd you are going to do. Sometimes I meet people and I have to explain to them the course that they are doing. They have done the course for three years and they don't understand the course. I say, ah, this is the summary of the course. The course, ah, okay. (laughs) Meanwhile, they have certificate that they've done some course. Are you here? So, Bible says that he gave all these ministries, the apostles and all the precious gifts. For what? Perfecting of the sin. Tell somebody, I'm being perfected. perfected. Tell another person, I'm being perfected. perfected. That means that you need to come to church with the aim. You see, you cannot come to church and, and, and stand akimbo. It's like you are certain, but you have positioned yourself that I'm not ready to be changed. I don't, whatever is going to, I, I will not agree. Then why did you come to church? You see, when you come to church, you need to come to be perfected. Hallelujah. The pastor, you need to know your work. Pastor, your, your work is not to polish the nails of people. Your, your work is not to do manicure and pedicure. It's not to, uh, you you have consultant to do makeup. We thank God for all those things. But what is the God's assignment? He said that you should prefer the saints so that the saints, the normal, ordinary saints will do the work of the ministry. So I have not finished with you until you have started doing the work of the ministry. Until you have started praying. If you you are not perfected, when are you going to pray for your family? Are you expecting me to finish praying for the whole parklands, then come and pray for your family? But today, it looks like even some pastor can fast for you. They will tell you you don't need to fast. You don't, no, it is not the truth. It is not the truth. God wants every single member here to be perfected. Amen. So I am going to perfect you in your knowledge of prayer. Amen. Yeah, so that you know how to pray to receive answers. I'm going to perfect you in your knowledge of, of the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm going to perfect you in your knowledge of even marriage. Different things you need to be perfected in. Hallelujah. So that the ordinary saint will be perfected for work of the ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. Can I hear your loudest? Amen. Amen. So, are you here? So, how will you know you are called? That's what I, I was talking. When you read First Samuel chapter 3. 
you notice that when Samuel was called, he did not even know he was called. It was his pastor, Eli, who was able to tell him that when you hear the call again, say to whoever is speaking, that Lord, speak thy servant here. So the call of God was just like the voice of man. Some of you, you think that you are not called because I am the one who asks you that, oh, be dancing in the, are you getting it? It's like my voice. Someone went to Eli, he said, Eli, you are calling me. He said, I'm not calling for three times. And the pastor noticed that there's a call of God. So the call of God can simply be defined as what God will ask your pastor to do. Aaron was called to help Moses, but he did not hear from God. Moses, he went to meet uh, uh, Moses, and Moses said, uh, uh, let's go, you'll be my mouthpiece. It's the call. Amen. Amen. So it's very important to understand. Sometimes people are looking for, yes, every one of us, if you're a Christian, you are a saint and you are called. You are called to be fruitful. You are called to perfect the saint. You are called to be, be something, to help people to go to heaven. That is what it means to be a shepherd. Hallelujah. So I want to give you 10 or the number that we can, then we'll be out of here. I want to give you some reasons. Are you here? That will help you to know that you are called. Hallelujah. Why you can be a shepherd. Why you in particular, can be a shepherd. Number one, become a shepherd. To become a shepherd, all you need is a desire. Hallelujah. All you need for you to know whether God has called you or not is a desire. Are you here? Desire. Listen to me. Desire is the most spiritual thing that many people don't know. Many people want to be spooky. They want to... Not everybody will fall on the way to Damascus. Do you understand? Not everybody will be struck by a lightning and fall to the ground and hear a voice. My son, my son, I have called you this day to be an apostle into the ends of... No. God is not going to come with a lightning and say, My daughter, this day I have called... No. Desire is the most spiritual thing you can think of. Desire. In First Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, the Bible says, this is a true saying, if a man desire the office of a bishop, he desires a good thing. If you desire the office of a bishop, a bishop is a shepherd with many uh, uh, other under-shepherds, overseeing shepherds. A basenta leader is a shepherd. A cell leader is a shepherd. Mm? Any kind of leader, you are a shepherd. Amen. Amen. But many people don't know. How many here, how many here wish that your friend would do well? Is there a, anyone here? Maybe let me reframe the question. Is there anyone here you desire? You desire that your friends, your family will do well? How many have that desire? Genuinely. Oh, please lift your hands. It's very important because I'm going to pray for you. 
Father, thank you for the desire in the hearts of your people. Let it be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. How many here you desire, maybe on your role, do you desire that the people on your role will not do well? They will struggle in life. How many have a desire that people will? Okay. I'm not seeing any hand. How many here you have a desire but you don't even know there are people that you wish you can help? Are there people that you wish you can help but you don't have what it takes to help? Is there a desire? Yeah. The desire to be a shepherd that is. And many people don't know that the desire is a spiritual thing. Desire is the, you see, is the, is the most simplified way that God calls people. Amen. Do you know? Do you know that people don't get married because of desire? Do you know that people do you know that people want to get married to same sex because of desire? Somebody desire to be with an, uh, uh, somebody who is a lady wants to be with another lady. A man wants to be with her. It just come as a desire. It, it, look, a desire is either from God or from the devil. I'm telling you. So when the devil wants to destroy your life, he will not... Don't you forget about muti and forget... When God wants to bless you or the devil wants to destroy you, all he does is to give you a desire. That desire will destroy your life. Or will make your life. Hello? Hello? Look, you need to be very careful what you desire. You need to be careful what is it that it's like I want. Because it's very spiritual. Do you know what caused the fall of man in the garden? The devil gave Eve desire. Go to Genesis chapter 3 verse number 6. Look at it. The fall of man. You see, many people don't know that d- desire. So you may ha- you have the desire to see somebody helped or somebody doing well, and you think that is nothing. It is the call of God. Genesis chapter three, verse six. It says, "And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be what desired." To make one wise. She took it. Without desire. When you look. Without desire you cannot. Sometimes you notice that even you are in the house. Your wife is there but. She doesn't feel like cooking. Because a desire to eat is not there. But when you are hungry. And you are going to the kitchen. You eat. There's a desire to eat. It provoke an anointing for cooking. How many understand what I'm talking about? I mean, if you marry and you don't eat, the day you know, you need food, you see that there's no food. They say, "Oh, but when I cook, you don't eat. You'll be hungry." So desire, desire that thing that you eat like a simple. I just uh, feel like how many people, how many young people would like to pray. How many young people will not want to uh, drink and be like any other person? How many young people are in church? The desire that has brought you here is the call of God. Yeah. 
That, that is the call. That is the call. Because you ask anyone who says, I don't want to marry, there's no desire. There is no desire. And I pray that God will give you proper desires. When the enemy wants to destroy your life, he gives you a desire for wrong friends. It says desire is very spiritual. Desire is nothing physical. You cannot manufacture one. Have you been there that you don't have appetite? Appetite is a desire. Uh And that thing is not physical. That is how Moses was born. One day Moses' father was moving about then suddenly saw a lady and he had a desire. That is what brought Moses into being. Without that desire, the people would have remained in captivity. The desire to marry made him speak to that young lady. The young lady, yeah. Are you here? So to become a shepherd, all you need is a desire. What desire? The desire to care. The desire to see somebody doing well. The desire to help somebody. The desire to give somebody a solution. That is it. Because a shepherd is a caring, loving guy with a solution. Hallelujah. As you have in your heart, you desire for your family to do well. You desire that people, some people have, I I will tell you, one of the wonderful manifestations, okay, of the call of God is all those who are nurses and doctors. Normally, doctors and nurses are called by God to care for people. But the, the physical one that they can see is to, who wants to attend to your wounds? Who wants to smell your dirty places? And It's a calling. It's a desire to see somebody help. It's a desire to save somebody. It's a desire to, to help. But you see, there's no, if you are not spiritual, you are not guided. The most appropriate one in the secular is to become a nurse or become a doctor or you want to do uh, uh, what do you call it? Those who are uh, trying to do uh, social work. Social work. Yeah. It's, a, it's the call of God. You want to see people helped. Especially people, ladies and women who have become agitated and feminists. All of them, they are called to help. But you see, they did not get a pastor or somebody to direct. So that, that call and desire to see people out of their pain and out of their struggle is rather perverted. They, to champion, we, we will not allow. They, uh, you are called by God. You are just called by God. Just stop all the nonsense and just, yeah. You see, the, the call is to see somebody helped, to guide somebody. You see them. They become lawyers. They champion God. All they want to do is to see somebody liberated, somebody free, somebody helped. Hello? That is a shepherd. That is a clear shepherd. But without anybody to tell them that this is what the call of God is, then the thing becomes perverted. Tell the person, you are called. <laughs> How many now feel that you are called? Don't you have a desire to see somebody doing well? Don't you have a desire to see? Sometimes you see children and you notice that mm, they need help. Jesus, 
When he saw the people, the Bible said that he saw that he said they are going to faint. They are going to scatter. He just noticed that these people are not going to do what that thing that wants to, I mean, rises up in you and wants you to help people so that they don't destroy their life. It's the call of God. Put your hands together for Jesus. The same Genesis chapter, the same Genesis chapter 3 verse number 16. Look at this. Look at this. And on to the, when God was cursing the woman, hello, how many remember what happened in the garden? God came to, do you know the case? The case of the woman, God gave her a desire. All the problem, look, all the things that the woman did, God just said, I'm going to give you a desire. So you are sitting here with a desire and you think that you are not caught. If you like, read it. One go. He said, I will greatly multiply thy soul and thy conception. And in soul, and thy desire shall be unto thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. Hey! Mercy. Say, Mercy, Lord. Mercy, Lord. Is God going to multiply the, the sorrow and the conception? He said, is, is he, I'm going to multiply your sorrow in conception. He said, all will come through the desire. That's why when you go to hospital, there's only one place for the man. All the rest of the building is for the woman and is the product of the woman. Ops and gynae. Ops, gynae. Child health. Uh, maternity. Everything is for the woman. Hey! <laughs> How did God multiply? Listen to me. Don't joke. Don't joke. Some of you, I'm going to pray for you here. A desire to destroy your life has come upon you. you it makes you want to do certain things. It, it, it's not something you need to joke. It's a very spiritual thing to destroy your life. A desire even to befriend somebody is what God, uh, the devil can use to destroy your life. A desire to wear uh, shorts, uh, uh, be naked. De- those desires. It comes like uh, you want to be fashionable. Be delivered from every wrong desire. In the name of Jesus. So what was the case of Eve? God said that I'm going to put a desire here. Even when you are 80, you will still like to marry. 92, you will still see that. Look, there is no lady who don't want to get married. You, if you like, do an altar call. Do an altar call. You will see grandmothers coming. You may think that by now they should have forgotten about marriage. The way my wife married me. It is the desire. Still, I don't know why she followed me, but the desire was there. She left her father's house and came and be with me. The desire. Be delivered from every wrong desire. In the name of Jesus. Every desire that is not of God, I cut it off. 
in the name of Jesus. May the desire to see, to help people, the desire to see people saved, the desire to see people not suffering. If you look at somebody like our uh, 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 Tata Nelson Mandela, he was totally called of God. It is the call of God that made him. Nobody can go through the things. He just wanted to see people liberated. There are people, it's like they, they will fight for everybody. Look, it's the call of God. You don't know how to answer it. It's the call. You don't know how to answer the call. That's why you are. Yeah. You want to care. I mean, you, when you see people struggling, they, I, I, uh, I was talking to Dr. Rosie the last time. You can go to theater, stand there 24 hours, and when you finish, you will come for a rehearsal. I said, Look, you are called. It's the call of God that <laughs> is making. Yeah. It would. The call, eh? It's it just a desire to see. Yeah. It's, and you become sacrificial because of that desire. You don't even, it's like it becomes like a hobby. When you are called, you have the desire to see somebody free. Many people will not be anointed unless they have a burden and desire to see sick people healed. That is how God called. So don't expect a dream or a fire or wind. No. That desire that you have to see somebody uh, okay, somebody doing well, to see somebody smiling. Are you getting it? Uh-huh. Like dentists, they are okay. Why will you want to specialize in taking care of somebody that is taking different things? You just, yeah, see somebody happy. It's a calling. Hallelujah. I don't know. If you look in um, Exodus chapter 10, verse number 11, the call of Moses is described as a desire. You see how God appeared to Moses and told him, go and listen to what uh, Pharaoh had to say. Not so. Go now, ye that are men, and serve the Lord, for that ye did desire. This is what Pharaoh had to say. He said, all you have desire is to go and serve God. The call, but he did not know that God has appeared in the bush. But he who was watching, he noticed that the guy has a desire <laughs> to go and serve God. Meanwhile, Moses knows that God has appeared to him in the desert. I see you following that desire. In Romans chapter 10, verse number 1. Look at it. How many think that Paul was called? He fell to the ground. He saw, he heard the voice of Jesus saying you cannot hit against the prick. And this is what all the things, the call of God, the dramatic, spectacular call, this is what it produced in Paul. Can we read together? Romans chapter 10 verse 1. One go. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be. fall into the... This is what it produced. So when God calls you, it brings a desire. You, now you will be able to know whether you are called or not. I mean, many people are... Young people are misbehaving. You always want to pray. You fast on your own. My brother, you are called. My sister, it's not like you are, no, it's the call of God. 
It makes you come to church. You enjoy church than food. It's the call of God. Hallelujah. I can go on and on, but I think that we need to continue. Number two. To becoming a shepherd is a natural stage of your development. Amen? Amen. Becoming a shepherd is a natural stage. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 12. We need to go. Hebrews chapter 5, verse number 12. Listen to this. For when for a time ye ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which is the first principles of the oracles of God. And have become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. Amen. He said that time comes. The time comes that you need to be what? A teacher. So Paul was lamenting that the time comes. You see, I always meet the uh, uh, student and I tell them, this is the best time of your life. Don't, don't waste it. You have time. Use it wisely. There's a time that even if you want to go to school, it will not work. Even if they give you scholarship to learn, you see that when you learn, it doesn't stick. You sit behind the table and say, no, 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 no. Something is wrong. <laughs> you, it's like, it doesn't, yeah. There's a time, you see that you are doing backtracking. You, your eye can be on one sentence more than five minutes. By the time you finish reading, you've forgotten what you were reading. Then you come back. You see that one hour, you've not finished one paragraph. You notice that, Charlie. There's something. There's a time that when even they are teaching you math, like 2x and s squared, you get confused totally. That, but 2x and s squared is the same. <laughs> if we tell you that 2x is x plus x and s squared is x times x, say no. No. If the x is 2, you, know, they, you can't understand. They were all x were two. Well, how can you do one square? That's where the confusion. Say, it's a church. <laughs> Don't fool. Eh? Are you here? The time comes. You notice that they write the equation, then you you, you start feeling dizzy. What is what is happening here? What is happening here? Yeah, that's time. There's a stage that your the mind is ready. Hmm? There's even ladies, there's a stage that you need to. There's a, a stage that you need to get married. At a, a certain camp, your waist cannot be elastic again. Because look at the small waist when you are going to give birth, something, hormones causes it to expand, then it comes. When you get to it, it will break. <laughs> uh, you notice that the elasticity of the waist is no longer there. When it comes to the waist, ca- ah! so that the, you need to be very careful. You need to be very, very careful. So that when you are at a certain age, somebody, that's what the Bible talks about, the flower of your age. Yeah. I mean, there are times that even you don't need to try to give birth. Because the eggs have been on a shelf for 42 years or 48 years. Will you buy such an egg? Hmm? 
egg that is being sold in pick and pay is on the shelf. Uh, by the time you, hey! And your ex is being the one when you were giving birth to has been there 48, 52. You need to be careful. Around from 18 to some, I see that the eggs are fresh. The yolk is very nice. <laughs> hey! I'm preaching. There's a time talking about becoming a shepherd is the natural stage. Amen. So a time comes that as a Christian, it's very deadly. It, that's why many people become cursed in churches. Because when the time comes for them to become shepherds, they don't become. And they get to know all the pastors preaching. They know how the, the message will start. They know how, so when they come to church, they begin to criticize. Uh, this message was preached two years ago. This message was preached uh, uh, four years. It was nicer than this one. This. Because you have refused to become a shepherd. And you become spiritually obese. Obesity is when you have eaten more than you have used. You have been heaping the word of God, but you have not exercised it by preaching to others. So spiritually, you've become big, overweight. You see that your, your, your foot cannot carry your weight. And you get swollen ankles. So, uh, you are moving... You are moving like a hippo. But when you become a shepherd, you notice that you are always giving. You are always exercising. Amen. When people eat and they don't exercise and it is no use, all what they have eaten is converted to fat. And it goes. Inactivity and lack of exercise makes you grow tough. So that you'll be there like that. Yeah. And spiritually, many people are like that. Many people, you've had so many preachings. You've been fed, but you have not helped anyone. And it's very dangerous. When you don't develop and become a shepherd, a time, like I'm saying, a time comes that you, everybody sees you, they will say, oh, you are beautiful. A time comes, you see that you are, you yourself, you know you are no longer beautiful. <laughs> I'm telling you. A time comes, you see that the smoothness of your face is going. See that you need a foundational. Yeah, a time comes that you cannot just yawn. You cannot just yawn. When you yawn, there will be cracks. So. Because when you, you there, there will be cracks. But the foundation will. I'm telling you, there are times you don't need to do so many things. But when you were younger, see that you can. <laughs> when you. The face is very smooth and silk. Hey! But now, without any provocation, there is things developing. Are you here? Am I preaching to anyone? Become a shepherd. Because it's a natural state of your development as a Christian. Yeah. You become a shepherd. That's why when you go back to Ephesians chapter uh, 4, verse number 11, let me show you uh, a scripture there that we just read. It said he gave some what? Apostles, some, some, some. But when it comes to the teacher, there's no some. It means that everybody must be a teacher. Everybody must be a teacher. 
everybody must be a teacher. With a teacher, he did not give some. With a teacher, it's everyone. He gave some. Yeah, you, you are not an apostle. You may not be called to be like Elijah. We understand. You are not called to be like Moses. We understand. You are not called to be like we understand. But as for being a teacher, it's, it's not some. Everyone must be a teacher. Everyone must be a teacher. For the teachers, he did not give some. It's the natural state of the development of a Christian. You are the next teacher. And you are teaching the word of God. The Bible in your left hand. With your right hand making signs. Dividing the word of God. Dividing the word of God. Truly. People will say, my shepherd is coming. In the name of Jesus. Are you here? Look. If you don't go to school at time, can you notice that there's a story in the book? Read it. A guy who took his education for granted. At the age of 26, he wanted pocket money. He said, no, 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 no. 26. He said that you are working. There's 26, there's no pocket money. You can't expect daily pocket money if you have refused to go to school. Then you need to be a laborer. So when you don't develop into the shepherd, when? It brings a lot of difficulty. You become critical. You, be, you, you see, people begin to criticize, complain in church. There are people, they don't do anything. They seem to know a lot. They will be telling you, may, even the uh, worship song, they should have added this. this uh, number three. There is a great need for shepherds. Amen. You look at us only in Parklands here. If we want to gather all the people in Parklands to go to heaven, there's a great need. Hallelujah. And even in church, even in church, I'm telling you, there are little ones. There are, little, there are things that people cannot even tell their own mothers and fathers, but they will tell their shepherds. Hallelujah. Become the next shepherd, become the next teacher, and help somebody. In Jesus' name. Number four. God's people are scattered without a shepherd. Can you see how we are gathered over here? It took a shepherd for us to be here. Without a shepherd, no one gathers. And the devil don't want a gathering. Because anytime. Have you seen armed robbers coming when you are in a group? Scholars don't attack you when you are in a group. The chief will never come on except you are alone. So anytime there's a gathering like this, Bible says, where two or three have gathered, I am there in their midst. Amen. Amen. So without a shepherd, there will not be gathering. Amen. Amen. Yeah, if you are a shepherd, you, you gather the people, you speak to them, you let's pray. And you see that the devil cannot attack. The scholar cannot because we are in a group. So the absence of shepherds causes people not to gather. And people are isolated. And the enemy is able to attack. Have you watched the natural, uh, National Geography where you, you saw, uh, uh, what do you call it? Buffaloes, they will be grazing but in a park. Hmm? The flock of them. And because of that, the lion cannot come. The li- if it was one buffalo, the lion would have chased it. But because they are, they are it's like, even though you can kill us, but we are more than you. You can't do anything. Anytime there's a shepherd, the enemy cannot scatter. People 
people's life. You see, if you have a shepherd, your education will be better. You will do the right course. Different things will happen. But without a pastor, a shepherd to guide you, notice that your life will turn out differently. And you are becoming the next shepherd to somebody in the name of Jesus. Ezekiel chapter 4 verse 35. You see that one there. Number five. Become a shepherd in order to fulfill the great commission. The great commission in Matthew chapter 28. Jesus said what? Go ye therefore into all nations. Hmm? 28, 19 and 20. When you go to all nations, what will you do? Okay. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. All nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. Amen. Many people think that the Great Commission is evangelistic. The Great Commission begins with evangelism, but it ends with teaching. You see, when you go out, you preach, but it's a go and teach all. Teaching only happens when you have gathered people. Amen. Bible says Jesus, he went to all the villages preaching in the villages and teaching in their synagogues. You preach outside and you teach. So when the Bible says that go and teach, it means that go and win them and gather them. So the Great Commission, it is not so winning. It begins with so winning. That is why when, uh, what do you call it? Jesus saw Peter. He said that you are the rock. Come and I will make you fishers of man. And at the end of John chapter 21, verse number 15, 16, and 17, he said to him, If you love me, feed my lamb. If you love me, feed my sheep. Amen. So the Great Commission is the feeding, the consistent teaching. It's a shepherd. The Great Commission is a shepherdorial work. Amen. Look, you cannot just get somebody to get born again and everything will be well with the person. No. It is consistent teaching, 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 teaching the person to pray, teaching the person to honor the parents, teaching the person to read the Bible. Then the person will become a man. Nobody gives birth and he says, you are finished. Mm. The work has just begun. Mm -hmm. You went to the theater or you went to labor, you give him birth. And he said, ha, I have finished. No. It is now that the work has started. The first one is the summary of your nine months. It's now that for the next 18 to 20 years, you are going to attend to... Practically, it will never end. Even when your children have grown, have married, you will still be their father and mother. It doesn't end. May God help us. In the name of Jesus. Number six, become a shepherd so that you can obtain a good degree. A degree in life, okay, helps you to uh, do well in life. It gives you some rest and it comforts you. That's why many people are doing degrees because you are paid according to the degree you have. But in First Timothy chapter 3, verse number 13, Bible says, For they that have used the office of a deacon well, pictures to themselves a good degree, and great boldness in the faith. So when you, not just you become a shepherd, a deacon is a shepherd. Are you here? Not just when you become, but when you use the office of a shepherd well. You care, you love, you guide, you give solution. 
Say you purchase for yourself a good degree. May you have a heavenly degree. You may not have, I mean, any degree from the universities, but you can have a spiritual degree. And you will be comfortable in heaven. You have a mansion in heaven. How many know that the degrees that people have is the reason why they drive cars, they have houses, and the degree that they have is the reason for even the differences in their salaries. So when you also get a spiritual degree, it will be the reason why you will be highly exalted one day in heaven. Amen? Amen. Number seven, become a shepherd so that you can combine material and spiritual progress. Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6, that godliness with contentment is great gain. Amen. In 1 Peter also chapter 3, verse 1, it said, I have given unto you all that pertains to life and godliness. There's two aspects of every life. Godliness and that pertains to what? Life and godliness. Your physical, secular life and also your spiritual life. Amen. You cannot just be a professor or accountant, uh, an architect, secular, you are doing well. And spiritually, you are bereft. You are not doing well. No. When you combine the two. That is why in our church, everyone, everyone is doing something to serve God. Amen. We call them lay, lay pastors, lay ministers. Every member can serve God. You don't need to be the one preaching. I see you combining both secular and spiritual prosperity in the name of Jesus. Number eight, become a shepherd because people are hungry for the truth. People are hungry for the truth. Look, you you should go. One day, there's a lady, I can see her, said she had been in a chair for more than four years and they had never opened the Bible. So if you don't become a shepherd, there are people, I'm telling you, that need the truth, but the Bible is not ready. If not heard about Jesus. So the reason why people are going to go to her is because you did not become a shepherd. But I see you rising up to become a shepherd in the name of Jesus. Ezekiel chapter 34 verse 2, Bible says, should not a shepherd feed the flock? In other words, when you are a shepherd, you need to feed the flock. Amen. Number nine, become a shepherd because people are spiritually hungry. The reason why people consult mediums, they become witches, they go to San Gomez for Muti, is because they are spiritually hungry. You know, a man is a spirit. So unless the spirit of a man has been attended to, he will never be content. You can, if somebody comes to church, and he doesn't feel spiritually attended to. He will still be looking for something spiritual. Amen. Amen. That is why people go to San Gomez. That's why people, they want something. Because you are not a mind and you are not a flesh. You are a spirit. So if your spirit is not attended to, you see that there is no contentment. So you need to rise up and become a spiritual shepherd that you attend to people. There are people with problems. The problem, where the problems are, no hand can touch it. Where the issues are, there is nothing to, I'm telling you, it's not at the back, it's in their soul. Their emotions have been affected. 
their thoughts, their imagination, things. There's no doctor who helps anybody with their emotion. Look at the mad people. Doctors can help the body. But when it comes to the soul, notice that they can just put you to sleep. That's up to now. Depression and uh, uh, Christophania is very difficult to handle. But when you are a spiritual shepherd, a man, you you will fulfill and feed people with spiritual food that will end the hunger. And the last but not the least, are you there? Become a shepherd because people need to be visited and strengthened. Amen. How nice is it for you to receive a visit from your shepherd? Is it not nice? Unless, yeah. It's, it's very, Jesus visited, visited the earth and we have never been the same. Amen. Yeah. The day you will visit, you see that it, it will change so many things. People are hurting. And sometimes when they come to church, behind the smiles, there is crying. People are, huh, huh. but I'm telling you, this is just a picture there. They are pinching issues. That they will need time with you alone to just tell you. And some of them you cannot talk about it. You treat people the way you are. You are calling a big offering. Because you don't know where people are coming from. When you visit your member, you notice that you don't even need a 10 run offering for the person. But you need to give the person pocket money. But because you have not visited the person. That is why. When you visit your, 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 look, when you go, they will give you a cup to drink. Well, when you see the cup, the water they are drinking, you notice that hey, you need to believe God to help them. Yeah, but it takes a shepherd. That's why many people don't understand our church. We take the numbers, we visit, we call, we go there and different because unless, unless you go, you may not even know how to help. Hallelujah. Be a shepherd. Yeah, be a shepherd. And be the person. This year, I'm telling you. That's what the Bible says. It is not those who say, Lord, 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 Lord. No. But it, the, the, the people who do the will of the Father. This is what Jesus said. It's not those who are saying, Lord, give me, give me. No. In our church, by the grace of God, we hardly talk about prosperity, give one million for one million blessing, give 10,000 for 10,000 breakthrough. We hardly talk about those things. We speak about the work of God, what God will have you to do. As people talk about prosperity, we, we practice prosperity. Because God, he does not. It's not those who are shouting, hey, money, come back to me. Hey, 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 success without trouble. Hey. No, we don't need to change our voice. You, we take care of the little ones, the lamb. Feed my lamb. If you love me, care, care for the flock. If you love me, that's what Jesus told Peter. If you love me, if you love me. In John chapter 14, verse 21, he said, He that loved me is the one who kept my commandment. If you love, you will tender, you will care, you take. Not the sheep, the lamb. The lamb are the little one. They cannot be eaten. You cannot get fed from the lamb. You cannot get meat. Nothing from the lamb. You cannot get anything. 
But see today's pastors, if the person is not a certain, is not a, a KFC supervisor or a manager in a, what you call a shop right, it's like he's not a proper soul. Don't worry, but Jesus told us, feed my lamb. Hallelujah. Amen. The little ones who don't even know how to write their names. These are the special lambs of God that God has died for. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't, don't be selective. Don't look for a, a proper soul. Every soul is a soul and is precious to God. He may be educated or uneducated. He may be a carpenter or a mason. He may be a lawyer or a doctor. God sees souls. It's we who sees carpenter, managers. No, a soul is a soul and it's precious to God. Become the next, next anointed shepherd to help some people with their desire. Oh, advise them the courses. There are people here who are choosing courses. Nobody to advise them. There are people here who are going to school. They've been through. I wish I can talk about a good shepherd. That you put your life down. When you see some of the young ladies, you can see that this is you at the age of 18. When you see that, you say, wow, this lady reminds me at the age of... It's true. She's going to make all your mistakes unless you rise up and you call her that. When I saw you, I remembered my life and I need to talk to you. I did this, I did this. It almost wasted my life. Don't go the way I... That is who a shepherd is. Bible says, a good shepherd, he put his life down for the sheep. May other people walk on your life into safety. People are doing things they don't know the end. But if you call them and say that, this that you are doing, this is how it will end you. I've been there. Suddenly, without any, they will just heed, change their ways and become proper. This is what God will have us to do. And mark my words, mark it, write it somewhere. Write it somewhere in your Bible, in your book or somewhere. You will not even have to scream and pray for help. You will not have to pray and fast for, for, for food and for provision. As you rise up to become a shepherd. Bible says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall. You will never lack. As you are attending to the flock and the sheep and making sure that they don't lack and they don't want, God will also step in in your particular case. He will heal your body. He will provide a solution. He will give you all that you need and your life will not be the same. May the Lord bless you as you rise up with the anointing of a shepherd. It may be one person, shepherd the person. It may be two. It's enough. It may be three. And as you do, I see the Lord promoting you and causing you to be a great, good shepherd in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Stand to your feet. And let's go. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you all the glory and honor. Listen to me. Listen. See, this is the reason why most of the churches don't teach. Teaching is not as nice as preaching. See, the preaching, it's like, I see, I see the Lord blessing somebody. Uh-huh. Teaching, it, it involves your mind. It's systematic. You cannot just... Sometimes you go to church, they preach, but as you are going, you don't even know why you are happy. But what will build you, what will make you, that's why the Bible said, 
the shepherds after his own heart they will feed you with knowledge and understanding lift your hand and say to the lord i want to be a shepherd after your own heart i just don't want to be an ordinary shepherd i want to be a shepherd after your own heart that i will feed people with knowledge and understanding thank you lord 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 father we thank you we bless you oh yes oh yes for your word this afternoon may we not be the same because we came we give you all the glory we give you all the honor father you are the shepherd of our soul wherever you may lead oh we will follow lead me lord and i will follow we thank you may the may the may the weapons of the shepherd be handed over to us may we have the staff and may we have the rod and with the staff and with the rod may we comfort the, the sheep lord may we be a loving caring guy with solutions for our members we thank you and we bless you in jesus mighty name if you are here maybe all these years you've been coming to church as we're reading the scriptures you felt that you are the one i was talking about you have passed even the teaching stage by now you should have been teaching people should have been church but it's not the case but you want to say pastor i want to start this year this very month every single uh, day i will go around i will talk to somebody i want to be a shepherd if that is what you are saying please lift your hand i want to pray with you you want to be a shepherd you want to covenant with god this year you want to be a shepherd you want to do something you want to care you want to love you want to help somebody you have that desire how many have this desire okay put your hand on your heart and let me pray with you father in the mighty name of jesus let this desire not be lost you gave it to us very spiritual it may not be spectacular it may not be dramatic but lord you have given us this love this passion in our hearts to to care for people to love people and to see them do well and to help them any way we can lord this is the call of god upon our life we pray that by your grace we will fulfill it that on that day we shall find favor and grace and not condemnation and judgment we thank you that we shall rise up oh yes may the coming week be a different week may we come with our flock with people that we have invited with people that we have attended to with people that we have cared for with people that we have visited lord i pray help us to be a loving caring guide with solutions to the people we meet we thank you in jesus name amen we hope you've been blessed by the word of god Please worship with us every Sunday at 10 a.m. at LCI Megachurch, Lewisham Way, 79 Parklands Main Road, Cape Town, South Africa.